1: This is The Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New
2: York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, let me first start the show by apologizing. Let me tell you right up front that I'm going to go on a, a, a bit of a baseball rant this morning. And if you feel so inclined to join in with uh, my frustration and want to vent as well, by all means, uh, give me a call. You know the number, of course, one 337 6666 That's brought to you by Mohegan Sun. Unlimited possibilities await you at Mohegan Sun. You can plan your stay at mohegansun.com. Okay, a few items. First of all, last week... Two high school baseball teams in Massachusetts uh, had a game, and the final score was eighty-two to nothing. That's right, eighty-two zip. Old Rochester High School defeated Notre Dame Cristo Rey, who of course got no hit during the route. It was the largest loss in, the, in Massachusetts state history. But the fact of the matter is, eighty-two to nothing. Well, there's a little background I want to share with you about this because this gets into issues of not only uh, sportsmanship, but, of course, uh, if a coach had done a little more homework ahead of time, perhaps this could have been prevented. First of all, the the old Rochester coach, uh, apparently he's been coaching there for, according to the reports I had read, he's been coaching for a number of years, but he didn't realize that there were two schools in his area, both with the name Notre Dame. So he scheduled the wrong Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Cristo Ray. Uh, and, you know, he didn't apparently do any homework on this, didn't check on it. Let's be honest. There are a lot, Notre Dame is a pretty popular uh, name for a high school. In fact, there's even a university called Notre Dame, as I recall. But you get the idea. I mean, the fact of the matter is it was uh, Cristo Ray, Notre Dame. The pitcher gave up 92 hits. The game went eight innings. Uh, The losing team committed 22 errors. It's mostly a freshman team, uh, obviously not very competitive. And the fact of the matter is, I just thought this was outrageous. Um, I don't understand why the winning coach didn't do some homework ahead of time and check to make sure that, in fact, uh, he was scheduling the right team. Uh, Of course, you know, why didn't they uh, they call it quits after five innings when they realized this game was going to be out of control why weren't the umpires asked to intervene and stop it? Apparently, the losing coach saw this as a kind of a, a, a useful scrimmage for his young players. He didn't mind that they were getting beaten by eighty-two runs. And, and again, this is this is classic case as to why so many states these days have now adopted mercy rules in baseball and in softball. The fact is, eighty-two nothing. Come on, that's just silly, and, and it's 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 just disappointing as well. So that's my first rant. Okay, now let me go on. On something a little different, I want to focus on the brutal weather we've had this spring and how cold, wet, snowy weather affects the game of baseball. Now, look, I know, I know the cold affects all the other spring sports as well, but I want to focus primarily on the sport of baseball. I mean, Here are the basics about the game of our national pastime. It's a game that's supposed to be played when the sun is shining and birds are singing and the temperature is warm. You don't have to worry about bringing a a heavy winter coat or thick hand gloves or wool caps or warm blankets to the ballpark either as a player or as a spectator. I mean, when you go to a baseball game, you're supposed to be thinking about uh, ice-cold sodas and beers and hot dogs, not about hot coffee and hot chocolate. And yet here we are almost into May, and as I watch Major League Baseball games every night, uh, all I see are grown men desperately trying to stay warm on the field. I mean, a week ago, I saw the Chicago White Sox played a Major League home night game with perhaps a crowd of 10 people, 10 people in the ballpark. It was absolutely frigid, snow coming down, and yet the game was scheduled and played. Same thing happened in Denver. The game time temperature was 28 degrees, and that game was delayed for an hour because they had to shovel snow off the field. Now, Anthony Rizzo of the Chicago Cubs has come out and said what so many of us now believe that just to shorten the season, go back to 154 games and start the season in mid-April, not late March, or schedule early-season baseball games either down south or in domed ballparks where at least the ballplayers don't have to wear, you know, face masks and Halloween masks in order to stay warm. But when you watch the Manx and the Mets on TV and the guys are, are just, uh, you know, trying the best they can to stay warm, I mean... Folks, let's be honest here. You can't play good baseball when it's like that, nor is it much fun to watch it either either in the ballpark where you're sitting there freezing for three, four hours, or you're watching on television. And for high school and college and youth baseball coaches in this area, I mean, you know exactly, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It, it, it's, how can Major League Baseball try to grow and attract the next generation of ballplayers to play the game when the kids are just trying to avoid catching pneumonia? Now, look, I don't know about you, I grew up here in New York, and as much as I loved baseball, I absolutely hated playing or coaching when the temperature dipped below 50 and the winds were cold and biting. I mean, when you play a game of baseball in the cold weather, all you want to do is survive without getting hurt. That includes, for example, trying to keep your fingers from getting numb when batting. Or, you know, you get jammed with a pitch and you get that resultant horrible feeling of bumblebees in your hands, your fingers— That stays for the rest of the game. It doesn't go away. Or you're trying to corral a line drive shot in the palm of your glove. Bang, does that hurt? Or trying to move on the bases when you're wearing all sorts of layers of clothing and long johns. Come on, that's not baseball. I mean, I remember when I was in college uh, in the Boston area, I can recall countless early spring days where the sun would be shining, the birds are out, and it was going to be a great day for baseball. But by 2.30 or 3 in the afternoon, the winds would reverse course, and instead of coming out of the south, the sea breeze would kick in from the ocean from the east, and the clouds would roll in. The temperature would drop like a rock. By game time at 3 o'clock, if you weren't wearing long johns and wrapping yourself with a blanket and wearing heavy-duty work gloves to hit, man, you really ran the risk of hypothermia. And, and the same thing in pro ball. I, I can remember, you know, uh, one opening uh, week in, um, in early April, I was in playing in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, not exactly down south. Temperature game time was 38 degrees and dropping fast. Now I had no idea how I played that game, or for that matter, why anybody would pay money to go to a minor league baseball game and freeze in the stands. All right, I mean this is—I'm I'm curious about this because I do have some possible solutions to this issue, and I want to get your thoughts as well. One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's start our conversation this morning with our friend Ed over in Jersey. Ed, good morning. I know you've been out in the cold with baseball.
3: Wow. I'm heading down to umpire at an autistic tournament I told you about last week. So it's going to finally feel good to wear short sleeves when you umpire.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. that.
3: We had a game Friday night, and we froze on that. But um, I I, I really think that you you just can't play in this weather. You really can't. And, um, you know, it's funny. Last week I was watching the Big Ten Network, and they had Maryland playing Michigan. They were ruling the Big Ten. If the weather's 28 degrees or below, they, they can't play the game. They had to wait till the till the temperature got up. They delayed it four hours, okay, played the game, but they only got like six innings in because uh, University of Maryland had to catch a flight home. So it, it, it's crazy. That what they, uh, you know, in, in high school it's tough because your seasons are, are you know, you don't only have X amount of days and all that stuff. You're trying to get 25 games in New Jersey, but. Like you know, they just got to stop. They've got to have some sense with playing these games. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's coaches that that want to play in this weather, and yet some coaches don't don't want to play. And you know what? They they they're to make make some considerations because I know as an umpire, when I gotta bundle up, I don't like umping. It's it, it's not fun to do that. And even Wednesday when I had an umpire game, one half inning we had snowflurries.
2: Ed, I have to tell you, that Big Ten rule about the game, if the temperature is below 28 degrees, now, first of all, think about that, 28 degrees to play baseball. I mean, that's four degrees below water freezing. And and I the agree. fact of the matter is, you know, I know in, in the Ivy League, for example, you know, there have been games where they'll say, well, the it's it's snowing, but the fact is the snow is so it's, – it's frozen precipitation, so you can basically just sort of brush it off your uniform or brush it off the field – if, the, if it were a little warmer and it were raining and not snowing, then we'd have to call the game off because, <laughs> because it's all wet. But, I mean, well, this, here's one. this
3: is insanity. Yep. Here's one for you. Opening day of, of the high school season in New Jersey, it's snowing. I have a game down at East Brunswick High School, which is field turf. So I'm a salesman, so I work my territory in that area. At 12 o'clock, I go by the field. There's an inch and a half of snow on the field. Yeah. Okay, so I go up for lunch. I go back there at 1 o'clock. It's starting to dissolve. By 2.30, that snow was all gone. Yep. So it's ama- it's amazing how important it is that field turf because you can get games in, and yet the temperature at game time was 45 with no wind, and it felt
2: great. But that's the you and I both thought that's a rarity. That usually gets colder, and the snow does not melt off. It just gets colder and, 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 and worse uh, worse playing conditions.
3: Oh, absolutely. But, again— you know, for high school and college, it's tough to try to get you know because you, you your season start earlier. But without a doubt, major Major League Baseball has to you know consider the weather. And I I think will might be a good thing too. Is go back to the old way when 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 we grew up. You play Monday. I mean, you have Mondays you're off there. You play uh, for, uh, Tuesday through Saturday and Sunday the doubleheader. You still got an off day, also. I, I think if they go back, that it, it could be fine. Well, and I know what the owners are going to say that they want to have pay, pay for two games, so pay for two games. So yeah. on Sunday, you charge them double.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, there's, there are a lot of solutions on this, Ed. I have to tell you, and and uh, I just you know we, we, they're they're trying so much to obviously improve the image of the game and to make it more attractive to younger players and younger people. But this is like the obvious one. It, it's just uh, what 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 ten year old kid wants to go out to. To a ballpark and sit in the cold for three, four hours, and thinking, "Oh, this is a great experience uh, watching uh, Major League Baseball because it's it's brutal, it's hard, and of course the players don't like it either." That's that's the bottom no. line. So
3: no, and I'll be honest too. I think that's of why John Callistan is having a slow start because if you look at it. He's always with, you know, when he played with the Miami Marlins, it, it, it was always warm around him. So yeah. I'm sure he, he's he got to get adjusted. It's not fun watching a game either. Yep.
1: You
2: know, I, it really I, isn't. And it isn't. It isn't. Hey, thanks as always for the call. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Stay warm. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. And actually today will be a nice day for baseball. Of course, it's almost May, so it's about time. Okay. We're, I'm I'm sort of uh, venting this morning about the fact that we are exposed our kids are and baseball fans are exposed to having baseball being played in sub freezing temperatures and that has to change. I mean it's as simple as that. I have some solutions. I want to get your thoughts and comments. Uh, but first, we're going to take a break. Uh, Mike McCann is here this morning. He has your update. When I return, I'll take your calls at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six.
5: What could be better than this year's draft? How about Hooters and the Afternoon Drive? On April 26th, head down to Hooters on 33rd Street and
1: join the Afternoon Drive for an epic draft night. Hang with us and get our analysis on the local teams. That's Hooters on 33rd, April 26th at 8 p.m. Hey, this is Boomer Esiason. Golf's ultimate test, the 118th U.S. Open, returns to iconic Shinnecock Hills, June 11th through the 17th. Limited premium tickets are still available. Buy your ticket to golf history at usopen.com today.
5: New York cops are hosting meetings in local neighborhoods to find out what it's going to take to make us all feel safer. They want to know what we think. So what would probably help is having policing in neighborhoods be the same in certain communities for a while, I think would help us feel more like, okay, we know this officer, you know, there's some sort of connection. There's a communication, an acknowledgement of one each other as just people. Go to buildtheblock.nyc to find the meeting in your neighborhood. Paid for by the New York City Police Foundation.
6: How you doing, Dr. Greenberg? I'm doing great now because all these couples are going to be happy sleeping together. You have to understand that mouthpieces are the best solution for snoring. They're better than pillows. They're better than mattresses. They're better than those strips you put on your nose and, and things you put in your And the best
0: mouthpiece nose. is a Zipa, Doc. A Zipa. It's the only one that
6: works. You understand the reason why the Zipa is different from all the other mouthpieces is because we've got that tongue elastic strap to keep the tongue from falling back to keep that airway open which eliminates the snoring that's right because it really works it's the best mouthpiece in the world that's why I'm trying to tell everybody if you go to our website you'll see one of the major news programs did a test and they compared us to a pillow they compared us to a chin strap and guess what There was only one of them that worked
0: and it was the mouthpiece Now I'm going to do my thing. Get a Zipa today at Zipa.com. That's Z-Y-P-P-A-H.com.
1: They're back. Court Perennials, three for just 10 bucks. Now at the Home Depot. Perennials come back every spring. That's what they do, and these do it beautifully. They're healthy, happy, and regionally grown, so they're bred to thrive. Let them put down some roots and stay a while in your garden. Come next spring, they'll return the favor. Enjoy spring for years to come with court perennials three for just 10 bucks now at the Home Depot more saving more doing While supplies last selection varies by store
5: Hey Yankees fans individual game tickets for the 2018 season at Yankee Stadium are on sale now at Yankees.com or by calling Ticketmaster This season features some great games against the best of the American League and some terrific interleague matchups versus the National League East also, don't miss the 72nd annual Old Timers Day on Sunday, June 17th. And the 20th anniversary celebration of the 1998 World Championship Team. Saturday, August 18th. Log on to Yankees.com today. WFAN 2020
6: Sports.
1: Good morning at 820. I'm Mike McCann. Yankees brought out the big bats on Saturday. None bigger, of course, than number
5: 99. There'll be a 3-0 to judge. You know he's going to be turned loose. At least I think it. The 3-0. Swung on and hit in the air to deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. A Judgian blast. Deep in the seats and left. John
1: Sterling here on the fan. Aaron adding a run scoring single later on. Jordan Montgomery strong on the mound. The bottom line 9-1 win over Toronto. Aaron Boone especially proud of what he saw from Montgomery.
2: He was great. Um, really proud of his effort. You know, knowing we needed to get a little length there, we considered even sending him back out for for the seventh there. But once the inning got really long and um, you know turned it over at that point, but a big effort by him.
1: Yanks go for a three out of four weekend over the Blue Jays. They'll send Luis Severino to the mound. Coverage from the stadium begins with John Sterling at eleven. The pregame twelve twenty-five here on the Fan. Different story for the Mets who wasted seven marvelous innings from Jacob DeGrom. Jerise Familia giving up a pair of ninth-inning runs. Braves came from behind to win it 4-3. to three. The winning run on Ender NCRT's bunt single, Mickey Calloway said that one's hard to counter.
0: Yeah, we had an idea he might do that. You know, um, that's a really tough play to defend. That's why we had our pitcher do it, you know, a few games ago. So, uh, you know, you just have to hope he pops it up or, or something. It's a tough play.
1: That from SNY. Elsewhere, the A's enter the Red Sox 8-game winning streak with a flourish. A no-hitter tossed by Sean Manaya Ten strikeouts. Umpires may have helped them a little bit. 3 nothing. Oakland winning the no-no. Phillies over the Pirates. 6-2. Tigers down the Royals 12-4. Cardinals with home runs from Fowler to Young and Molina. Edge the Reds 4-3, Indians shut out the Orioles. Elsewhere, the Rays, the Brewers, Astros, Mariners, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Angels, and Dodgers all in the win column. Stanley Cup playoffs say goodbye to the Devils for 2018. Their season ending in Tampa. Lightning won the series in 5-3-1 yesterday afternoon. Capitals edged the Blue Jackets 4-3. Maple Leafs the same score on the Bruins. So. Washington and Boston lead their opening round series three games to two. Two more first-round games later today. In the NBA, look at Sixers. Game away from advancing to the conference semis. They beat the Heat 106-102 and lead three games to one. Anthony Davis 47 points to lead the Pelicans to a First round sweep of the Trailblazers. New Orleans winning yesterday 131-123. Timberwolves and Jazz also winning. NBA's got four games for you on this Sunday. And in golf, the Valero Texas Open. Zach Johnson and Andrew Landry in the lead. They're both 13 under par with 18 holes to go. And with reports every 20 minutes... Mike McCann, WFAN 2020 Sports.
5: This is John Sterling. Join me this morning at 11 for Sterling on Sunday live from Yankee Stadium. Then it's Yankees, Blue Jays, Baseball at 105. Exclusively on your flagship station for the Bronx Bombers, The Fan. Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66. WFAN and WFAN-FM New York. And welcome back to the Sports Edge.
2: I'm going on a rant this morning because I'm just sick and tired of watching baseball, uh, especially with the season starting in March and and into early April. I know it's been an exceptionally tough, uh, wintry spring, but this is enough already. You can't play baseball when the temperature is below, you know, 40, 45 degrees and the wind is howling. And and, uh, it just strikes me as, come on, there are lots of ways to correct this issue. uh, And I feel particular for for the kids who play in college or travel teams or in high school or Little League. I mean, this is not a way to sell the game of baseball. We happen to live in a northern climate, but there's ways to to, uh, to change this. And I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts and reactions because enough is enough. one 877 let us go to uh, Princeton. And A.J. is standing by. Hi, A.J., you're on the fan. Hey, good
4: morning, Rick. Hi, um, A.J. Glad I could... Glad I can make it this morning. Uh, my technology didn't fail me yet. Um, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> swapping calls and stuff. Rick, you bring back some cold memories of uh, I, I. I was a youth baseball coach uh, in the early 2000s, and uh, you know, obviously, this could be a very negative subject, which it is. But think about the start of the season, just trying to get out to practice in March. All the fields are muddy. I mean, it's cold, and trying to get a team together and, and get started, boy, well, you bring back some memories there. And uh, I do remember trying out in high school um, in baseball, and those are the days without gloves. You know, no batty gloves.
7: Yeah, of course, and that's
4: I right. And I just happened to have one of those days where I hit the ball off the barrel, yep. and I really impressed the coach. I think I was the only one that was hitting the ball solid that day. But um, I'm not sure what the solution is here. Uh, because of the way they pack in the you know the major league baseball season, but I just want to bring up uh, the first time I ever heard that Target Field, you know Minnesota was building a new ballpark. Yep. And they built Target Field, and they said we want to make this an open air stadium. <laughs> and immediately I said to myself, that's probably going to be the worst decision, one of the worst decisions ever made in, the, in history of sports, <laughs> an outdoor stadium in Minnesota. <laughs> Well, they're gonna get they're going get they're going get snowed out in April. Yeah. You know the whole month of April, and so far they've gotten away with
2: it. But this I, I did. AJ, I gotta tell you, and I, I think we all and thanks as always for the call, AJ. Uh, you, you know, I, I think I think everybody uh, had the same reaction, thinking they're gonna build an open air ballpark in in uh, in Minneapolis, uh, and and you know, don't those folks realize how cold it gets? But then again, you say, well, people who live in Minnesota. They don't mind the cold, I guess. Uh, so they like that. They think it's great and it's full of fresh air. And maybe Major League Baseball feels the same way about us. But the fact is, it it is brutally difficult to go out. And let's face it, baseball is a game of skill. And and uh, you know, it, it's just hard to have those kind of skills uh, working for you well when it's so cold. And it's not like you say, well, it's 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 fair for both teams. Both teams are cold. Yeah, I get that. But the fact is, that's not really baseball. That's just trying to survive. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Joe in Massapequa. Joe, good morning. You're on the fan. Good Good morning, Rick. Yeah, Joe. Uh,
8: I, I say every year, why start baseball in New York early, the New York teams, the Yankees and Mets. Why can't they start on the West Coast or in the Dome or in Seattle?
2: I, uh, Joe, why they can't just say, look, we know it's going to be cold. Why not start the first two, three weeks, play all the games down south uh, in, in, in those cities that have a southern – uh, you know, climb or play in dome stadiums. Well, how tough is that?
8: Right, by one week. Just by one week. That's all. You know, you don't you don't want to keep the start on the road 10 games. I understand that.
2: Yeah. But,
8: I mean, we. I was a, I was at the Yankee with my son a couple of years ago, and they ran out of hot chocolate, of course. It was the <laughs> old stadium. Yeah. And it had to be wind chill. It had to feel like 20 degrees, and you're not prepared for it. You're not ready. You're not dressed for it. I mean, the Yankees were playing the Orioles. They were losing 6 3. It was like bases loaded, one out. I told my son. I said, "His name is Joe." Also, I said, "Joe, let's go." He goes, "Why?" I said, "I don't care who wins. Yeah, I want to go home." Yeah, and, and with these travel teams playing early. The kids are cold. What about the parents? Through that got sit with that double and Just like they're, they're not moving. There's no it, movement. I mean, I've sat through that, and that, that's brutal. Also,
2: it is, Joe. It, it is. It is the worst. It is the worst, and it happened. You know, it's not like it's just an exception. It's every spring. S- simple as that, Joe. Thank you for the call, and and that's what we're talking about. Something has to change. But let me let me tell you a little anecdote uh, from my own past. You know, when I when I coached for uh, you know uh, ten years at Mercy College up off, uh, which is a school, the baseball field is up on a bluff overlooking the Hudson River. And man, when you start playing college baseball games in in late March and into early April, and the wind would just just howl uh, off the uh, the Hudson River. Uh, you know, you can't imagine how cold and how windy it was in those days when I was coaching there. But it struck me as ironic that during the, the fall baseball practice season in September and under, uh, early October, the weather was always beautiful. And, you know, here we are playing all these practice games and stuff, scrimmage games in the fall. So I put two and two together, and I went to the, uh, to Gary Ward, who in those days was the, the head coach of the, the – the, the very powerful Oklahoma State program. And I said to Gary, you know, why don't we do this? Because they had the same problems with weather out in Oklahoma, too. I said, why don't we divide the season and play 30 games, real games, uh, in, in September starting around Labor Day and then postpone the start of the spree- season in the, in the spring to like mid or late April and play 30 games there? That way you have a 60 games schedule, all the games count, but you're going to divide it in half and half, so at least the games in the spring, they're going to play in temperatures in the 60s and 70s. He thought it was a great idea, too. We actually took it to the NCAA to vote upon this, and lo and behold, we lost. I mean, all the northern colleges love the idea, but the southern schools didn't because, let's face it, for if you're a southern baseball coach, your idea is like, well, I mean, one of my great recruiting advantages is to tell, tell a kid from the northern climes, hey, come down to my school. Because you can get out of the cold and don't have to play, don't have to worry about the cold winds and the bad temperatures in March and April. Come here. Well, it turns out there are more southern baseball colleges than there are northern schools. As, as a consequence, we end up losing that proposition. But I still think it's an idea that it has great merit. Just divide the, the, the season into the fall into the spring. It could uh, certainly at the college level that could happen. Maybe even at the at the, uh, at the high school level as well. But I mean, enough about this cold weather. Uh, let's move on. Let's let's go to Mike in Westchester. Mike, good morning. You're on the fan.
9: Hi there, Rick. How you doing? Yeah, Mike. Lo- love your show. Uh, fir- first, quick thing is, um, I'm a, I'm a huge Knicks fan, and I will never ever forget your dad's call of win number 18 in a row. Uh, back in 1970, I guess it was, or 69, when Bob Cousy was inserted into the game or inserted himself yes. into the game. Uh-huh. But, oh, my gosh, what a classic. His <laughs> dad was was wonderful. Well, what Mike, a treasure.
2: Thank you very much. Obviously, uh, dad is uh, very much missed, and, uh, boy, he he loved those Knicks things. They, they were just uh-huh. the epitome of great uh, full-team play and uh, no egos, oh, and they were great.
9: And he enhanced. The magic of that team with yeah. his uh, talent, that's for sure. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, um, one other sport that I feel uh, has an a, uh, inappropriateness to the season is football. Uh, it seems like every year we're hearing about some big lineman dying on the practice field mm-hmm. or in a game uh, because it's too hot. And, you know, while while I know baseball, I totally agree that that's an issue and a, and a dilemma. Um, you know, there's certain aspects of football that I think should be looked at uh, in, in that vein. It doesn't seem to affect the pros at all. But I think at the perhaps uh, school, um, high school or even college level, uh, and I know that they do play down south, obviously, and they well, love it, and it's a big thing. But a lot of the games are at night. I feel,
2: Mike. I will say that's a that's a very good observation. And uh, yeah, well, Corey Stringer passed away a few years ago. Uh, you know, big lineman for the Vikings because of a uh, heat stroke. Uh, right. But you know, at least to, and and thank you for your very kind thoughts about my dad, Mike. Thank you. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I will say this: that at least the the NFL. College programs, NCAA, high school programs, we're very much alert of the fact that uh, when kids are working out uh, for football uh, and the temperature goes north of 90 degrees, they make sure that there are a lot of water breaks and guys are well monitored. Um, but with baseball, it's just like, you know, it's going to be cold. And, and you say, well, you can just sort of grin and bear it. But that's, that's not really the, the right approach. At least this does to me to be the right approach. Let's go to our friend Jack over in Farrell. On Jack, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey Rick, how are you? Good, Jack. Um,
6: two topics. Uh, I'm going to hit both. First of all, that game that you talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, in my opinion, both coaches should have been reprimanded. One, the losing coach. What does he think? What does he think he's doing to his I, kids?
2: I don't know. Eighty-two I, to nothing in a baseball game in high school? Come on. I man. mean,
6: think about it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to mention your book again here because if they didn't have a chance to read your book. They wouldn't have an idea on how to block out the distractions <laughs> of getting beat. Yeah. I mean, seriously, and um, you know, and that yeah, the winning coach—he didn't know who he was playing. Was he doesn't do his homework? I was going to say.
2: I mean, come on, really? I mean, you didn't know who you I were mean, playing. I mean, and then once
6: once you realize the difference in skill level, change the atmosphere of the game. Make it a scrimmage. Make it a uh, you know. Eight batters in an inning and rotate or something like that, but you don't do that. To, you don't. You, you know you don't do that to these kids that are losing, whether I, they're a lower level team or not. I
2: mean, and, and, not. The, and the winning coach afterwards was saying, "Oh, it broke my heart. I was trying to get my kids." <clears throat> and broke like, your heart. Stop it. Will stop you? the I mean, game. Just, Stop yeah, the game. Just after the first inning, you see the score is ten nothing. You go to the coach and say, "You know, maybe we should just sort of uh, have a, a mutual understanding. We're not going to make Stop. this to a real game. Just make it to a scrimmage. That way, everybody can play and, and get some get some uh, worth out of this, and not have to worry about a. a, a I mean, a seriously.
6: Yeah. Then so then then getting on to the weather part, that yep. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of a story real quick about when I coached in the mid nineties. I started the season with long johns, winter coat, stocking hat, and, and gloves on, and, my, and in your book you have a chapter on superstitions, which I think are so important to athletes, coaches, and people of competitive nature. You know, it's, it's funny because it does prepare you mentally, it gets you psyched, it gets you in a, in a good mood. Well, that season we went on a winning streak, and my girls wouldn't let me take off my long johns, I was wearing long johns in 90 degree weather, so... I mean, it was amazing, but you know, my solution is this. I mean, you know, as far as pro baseball and high school baseball and college baseball, yeah, if you can move south, move south. If you can play in an indoor stadium, play in an indoor stadium. But Major League Baseball needs to cut the amount of games. Think about all the injuries they would save. Start a little bit later in spring training. Start a little bit later with pitchers and catchers report. And, you know, move it it into the summer more. I mean, you know, it's It's very difficult to take a you know kids that have aluminum bats in softball, high school baseball, college baseball. You know you can hit the ball off the handle and not feel anything. You got a rubber handle on the bat. Hit that same shot off of a wooden bat, and like you
2: said, you're feeling it for days. Oh, Uh, it's 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 (laughs) something that uh, I still have nightmares about because it it just you you have it. Hey, Jack. let Th- I me mean, we'll move on. I got to take a break, but thanks as always for a good good stories about the Long Johns in particular. That's pretty funny. <laughs> thanks a lot, Rick. Thanks, Jack. Uh, and, and you know, yes, uh, I. Uh, it- there's, again, another solution for for baseball at the at the major league level. If you if you're so determined to play 162 games, well, then start stocking up on doubleheaders and, and make them as part of the regular se- season. They used to be that way, you know, a long time ago. doubleheaders were were always taking place uh, as part of the regular schedule. But you know, you, you gotta have a little more compassion for your fans, particularly. If you're trying to build a, a fan base of younger, a younger generation, they want to get, have memories of going out to the park when it's fun and you're wearing uh, short sleeves and, and, and you can enjoy yourself as opposed to trying to make it sort of a, a death match or trying to survive the elements. It's as simple as that. Okay, let me take a timeout. When I return, I'll go right back to your calls. Stay with me.
0: The Honda Dream Garage Spring Event is back. And if you're ready for a new Honda, it's time to start your engines. Take it from me, Honda IndyCar driver James Hinchcliffe. I know a thing or two about engines. That, oh, that's the spacious Honda Pilot. Did you know it's got seating for up to eight and an available rear entertainment system? You do now. And that's the sophisticated new Honda Accord, the 2018 North American Car of the Year. It's stylish, yet sensible. I kind of like to think of myself that way. Yep. I know that sound. That's the sporty Honda Civic. It's got an available turbocharged engine I'd recognize anywhere, even without the blindfold. Wait, did I mention I was wearing a blindfold? I didn't. Oh, gosh. That's what makes
1: this so impressive. Hurry in to the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event today.
4: Hurry to your local Tri Honda dealer for great deals on all models.
0: I'm at Walgreens because spring is in the air and so are my allergies. Fortunately, Walgreens or Duane Reed is right around the corner with the right relief fast. As soon as I get an itchy nose, sneezing, or watery eyes, I find exactly what I need, like Zyrtec, which provides fast, strong relief for my toughest allergy symptoms. So, although spring is in the air, thanks to Walgreens, so is allergy relief. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Find great value on Zyrtec products at Walgreens. Use as directed.
1: This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times. Right now, save on five quarts of Avaline Max Life High Mileage or Conventional and an STP Filter for $25.99. Or upgrade to an STP Extended Life Filter for $2 more. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get
0: in the zone. AutoZone. What should I do for vacation? Searching. Norwegian Cruise Line has ships sailing all over the world. Huh,
6: any cruises from here in New York or Miami?
0: Searching. Yes, they have ships sailing year-round from New York City and Miami to the Caribbean or Bermuda.
6: Oh, and they've got that free at sea promotion, so I could choose up to five free offers. Should I choose free and limited open bar? Yes. Or do I like free specialty dining?
0: Do fish like water? Oh, but I could choose free shore excursions. My camera would like that. Or free Wi-Fi. We both know you like that. Or bring friends and family for free. Why don't you book a suite or the Haven and get all five? You're a genius. Norwegian Cruise Line. Feel free. Book now and get one, two, or all five offers for free. Up to $2,600 in value. Visit ncl.com, call your travel professional, or call 1-888-NCL-CRUISE. Ships registry Bahamas and USA. Restrictions apply. WFAN
6: 2020 sports.
1: Good morning at 840. I'm Mike McCann. Jacob DeGrom put the Mets in position to win last night. 0-2. Struck him out. Three strikeouts in the seventh inning for DeGrom.
9: He's got another double digit strikeout affair.
1: Gary Cohen on picks 11, but the bullpen didn't keep up there into the bargain. A.J. Ramos tanked for a pair in seventh. And Jarese Familia let the tying and winning runs come home on the ninth. Braves outlast the Mets 4-3. After the game, a disappointed DeGrom wasn't pointing fingers.
2: Our right, guys just didn't have it tonight. Um, you know, back at them tomorrow. You know, nobody, like, nobody likes to lose, whether I give up runs or they give up runs. You know, it's, it's part of it, though.
1: Yankees broke open a close game with seven runs in the sixth. They ran and hid from the Blue Jays 9-1. Jordan Montgomery, six effective innings. Top prospect Labor Tour is summoned from Triple A Scranton after hitting 347 with 11 RBIs. to beat the stadium for today's series finale. Luis Severino on the mound and coverage of the fan begins with John Sterling at 11 and the pregame at 12-25. Last night, the first no-hitter of the year, Oakland Sean Minaya. Froze out the hot-hitting Red Sox, striking out 10. Maybe got some generous umpiring still. Oakland won it 3-0. Franchise's first no-hitter in eight years. Elsewhere on the scoreboard, the Tigers down the Royals 12-4. Phillies 6-2 over the Pirates. Cardinals edged the Reds 4-3. Indians shut out the Orioles 4-0. It was the Rays dominating Minnesota 10-1. Brewers got by Miami 6-5. Astros behind Dallas Keuchel, a 10-1 win over the White Sox. Nelson Cruz, Robbie Cano, Mitch Hanneker all homered in Seattle's 9-7 win over Texas. D-backs, Rockies, Angels, and Dodgers also winning. Stanley Cup playoffs, Lightning send the Devils home after a 3-1 victory. Goalie Andre Vasilevsky. He was the difference maker, stopping 26 of 27 jersey shots. Tampa Bay winning the series in five games. Elsewhere, the Maple Leafs edge the Bruins 4-3. Capitals, same score over the Blue Jackets. Washington and Boston leading their respective first-round series, three games to two in the NBA. The Pelicans got a huge Anthony Davis game, 47 points, as they finished off the Trailblazers 131-123. New Orleans, a four-game opening round sweep. Sixers beat the Heat by four. Timberwolves 121-105 over the Rockets. And the Jazz down the Thunder 115-102. Golf, it's the Valero Open in San Antonio. Andrew Landry, Zach Johnson tied for the lead. They're 13 under with 18 holes to go. And this report's being brought to you by Teed and Brown Long Hair Specialist. To get your long looking like a professional ball field, visit teedandbrown.com. And with reports every 20 minutes... Mike McCann, WFAN 2020 Sports. Listen to every Yankees postgame show for the Wendy's Yankees turning point of the game. Then be the first correct turning point caller the next morning between 10 and 11 a.m. and you'll win a pair of Yankees tickets and a Wendy's gift certificate exclusively on your flagship station for the New York Yankees. The Fan, Sport Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66, WFAN and WFAN-FM. New York.
2: And at uh, nine o'clock this morning, Ed Randall will be here, of course, and he will be talking baseball as he always does on Sunday mornings. And I always ask you to check out uh, my blog on my website at askcoachwolf.com. Uh, just a quick uh, shout out to uh, to Jack, and he mentioning about uh, my new book, uh, Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed. And yes, I do talk in some detail about superstitions, and to my perspective, and to my experience, Superstitions are not necessarily a bad thing or to be embarrassed about. Uh, Jack had talked about when he was coaching uh, in high school and uh, the girls' softball team, and uh, they, they <laughs> turns out that the team got off to a good start because he was wearing long johns in the cold, and I get that became part of the uh, his so-called superstitious uh, routine for the rest of the spring. Uh, again, superstitions are, are something that carry something of a stigma to him, but I'm not sure that's that's the right, right way to approach this. I mean, I was reading an article in the, in the Times a couple of weeks ago about uh, J.J. Reddick, the uh, the longtime uh, shooting guard in the NBA, and, and for J.J., his routine is all about being precise in his pregame rituals. Uh, he, he has to have his pregame meal at exactly 4.30 in the afternoon. Uh, one time he says his meal was 20 minutes late, and he's convinced that the lateness of his meal, of his pregame meal, threw off his, uh, his shooting touch uh, that evening. Um, uh, J.J. also has to make something like 342 baskets uh, on certain practice days before he can uh, feel good about his session. It's all about for him reaching a comfort level as he prepares for the games, and that's what superstitions do for, for for athletes, they they get them into a comfort level where they want to go. Again, it's all in my new book, which you can buy anywhere now, The Secrets of uh, Sports Psychology Revealed, and it's really written for, for, for young athletes. Okay, let's talk about this rant about about the weather in baseball. And I'm curious to get uh, Coach Tom's thoughts. Uh, Tom, good morning. You're on the fan.
7: Good morning. Uh, how you doing? Good, Tom. Be- before, before I get to my quick uh, thing on baseball, you're talking about routines. Yes. How come... Some people will will you know disregard that or laugh at it, and yet everybody accepts that before free throw, kids should do a certain routine.
2: Uh, you know the fact Right, that, Tom,
7: certain dribbles course, or whatever. It's, it's, yeah.
2: it's a good. You're absolutely right, and that's exactly what we're talking about. I mean, every athlete uh, and most of them won't talk about it, but they all have a certain routine or ritual they go through. Whether as you said, they got they get to the free throw line. I got to dribble a ball three times. Uh, I got to do this. I got—I mean, the, everybody does that because it's not about being superstitious; it's about getting into a mindset.
7: Well, that's that's the thing. We got to call it a routine instead of a
5: superstition. I guess. The,
7: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you put that in your book, because I haven't gotten it yet. But anyway, for baseball, uh, all the things you have been talking about, I—I I agree. With, with, let's let's say a combination. Number one, okay, double headers. Okay, you yeah. have even six, seven, eight. Doesn't have to be a lot. And for the uh, and I'm talking about one admission doubleheader, uh. not that day night. To make it, the ball players will love it because they're basically there most of the day anyway. Right? Yeah, okay, uh, gives you the extra day. And as far as the owners with the amount of money, if you watch these games that you are trying to play in the rain and the snow, nobody's there anyway. You know, you know. So if you make these double headers, you can make them more. It's your choice. You can make it against a team that's not popular uh, time of the year. Maybe before summer, right. after, after, you know, during the fall, you can figure that out. That's going to give you some dates. Okay. Second one is start what first week in either domed or southern. I know they tried it at times, but you, I think that works. Yep. Okay. Third, third thing, and I don't know if you, I didn't miss the first couple of calls. Get rid of the the middle-of-the-year All-Star game, okay? Because you now book four days in the best time of the year, okay? Instead of doing that, do like football. Have your one game after the season, after the World Series, in a warm-weather site, okay? It's not as popular as it used to be because you have the interleague play, and you've just picked up four dates in prime time. If you did all of those things, I was looking at the calendar, the number of dates. Now, again, I'm not sure of the number of open days that they need. okay, But with 13 or 14 open dates, if that were the case, the Mets and Yankees would be opening up tomorrow. Okay, we go down to April 22nd, 23rd, if you put all those things in. The one week in the South, put the double headers for the extra and get rid of the All-Star game for number of days. And to me, opening up at home tomorrow would have been a nice thing. Tom, as far as, that's, you know,
2: I have to say, I've never heard that, that uh, idea before about eliminating the All-Star game or pushing it back to after the World Series. Yes, I know the players are going to say, my gosh, it's such a long season, I just can't wait to bolt after the last game, but as you said, you preserve an entire week in, in, in July, which is great weather, and yeah, I mean, we all know the All-Star game, they try to manufacture in such a way that it has some meaning for the World Series, uh, but the, in terms of who who's the, the host team, but that's a really good idea, and of course, doubleheaders are always been a good idea. I mean, I, I just don't understand... You know, it just Uh, seems, because baseball is so full of analytics these days, it would make sense to have one of these analytics guys uh, try to figure out a better way to design the season.
7: Exactly. And you know what? I I agree with you with the players after the season. So you do what they did in, uh, in football. You have your game in Hawaii after the season or some you know Puerto Rico cause they right. want to or some foreign country even you know that where it's it's like okay it's a trip they yeah. get to go and you know what some of the guys might not go that's fine the other thing is you know what these guys, I, I understand the money and they want to do things. What's your biggest asset, to players? When I watch some of these guys playing with ski masks and stuff out there, I'm saying to myself, how how, how much easier it is to t- pull a muscle or hurt something well, when this it's is... 25 degrees? Wouldn't you want to protect that?
2: I mean, I was just discussing this before with uh, with Mike Mike McCann, and you know, it just at some point, some some super duper pitcher is going to you know hurt their elbow or get a shoulder problem because it's so cold in the spring. And all of a sudden, this, this, this conversation is going to come right, right to the front and center because yeah. now we've got uh, Noah Syndergaard who's going to DL because he's pitching. Oh, it's too cold. Uh, uh, you know, this is what's going to happen. And so a little, little common sense, a little preventive, uh, you know, common sense would go a long, long way to try to figure out how to make this uh, a much more palatable situation.
7: And, you know, you, you coached uh, exactly baseball, too. Didn't you always tell your kids in the colder weather, make sure you wear sleeves? Make sure you uh, – yeah, this is what we used to always do. And here you what, these millionaires out there bare arms. I don't get it. Well, take <laughs> care.
2: <everybody>. Take. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Huh? Tom, Tom always good points. And, uh, yeah, I, it, I, you always look at the kids in the major leagues. I don't know if it's a macho thing, but you do see guys go out there in short sleeves as pitchers, and it's uh, – it's, uh, you know, temperature is 34 degrees, and they're pitching. I don't understand how they do that. But but uh, his thought about perhaps having the All Star Game moved out of its traditional midsummer classic routine and put after the season, that might be worth thinking about uh, as a possibility uh, in terms of trying to get a, a later start for for games in the spring. And the other thought, of course, is if there aren't enough southern you know locales to play games uh, early in the season, then go play some games uh, in Puerto Rico as I do already, or go play in Mexico. Whatever it might be. I'm telling you, I mean, as as a former professional ball player myself, I can tell you it is brutally hard to play the game of baseball when the temperature is 35 degrees and the wind is whipping. You just It's not the same kind of effect. It's hard to hit. It's hard to field. It's hard to steal bases. It's just hard, and it's not fun. All right, let me take a timeout. I'll be back with more.
1: I admit it, TV's kind of my thing. I'll pretty much watch any crime show with an acronym in the title. I live for quirky 90s sitcoms, crazy nature documentaries, and even the occasional indie dramedy. All I need is my comfy pants, a classic movie, an all-new medical drama, or perhaps a little Tuesday night tearjerker. So give me a tense courtroom drama, mafia masterpiece, or even a quirkily detective mismatch with a totally-by-the-books partner, and I am in. And because I have wireless from AT&T, I get my favorite 60 channels of live TV for a year on them. So saying, bye bye cable bill, is kind of my thing, too.
5: Get more from your wireless plan. Buy AT&T Wireless and get live TV on us. AT&T. More for your thing. That's our thing. Limited-time New York Metro offer requires a new line on an eligible plan which starts at $75 per month in DirecTV Now $35 package. After one year, DirecTV Now renews at full price unless canceled. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See att.com slash live tv on us for details.
0: With Norwegian Cruise Line, sailing to Cuba is as easy as...
5: Uno, dos, tres, cuatro!
0: And we do mean cuatro. That's because only Norwegian Cruise Line offers four-day round-trip cruises from Miami and Orlando with an overnight in Havana. So it's easy to experience Cuba all day. Buenos dias. And all night.
7: Buenas noches.
0: And with an overnight in Havana, you have time to hang with the locals and immerse yourself in the culture and history without being rushed. And both Norwegian Sky and Norwegian Sun are all-inclusive with free unlimited open bar. I'll have another mojito, please. So come Havana the night away. Book your cruise to Cuba today and choose up to five free offers with Norwegian's free at sea all-inclusive offer, plus free unlimited open bar. Visit ncl.com, call your travel professional, or call 1-888-NCL-CRUISE. Norwegian offers OFAC-compliant cruises and shore excursions, ships registry, Bahamas and USA. Unlimited open bar available on Norwegian Sun, May 2018. Restrictions apply.
5: Come out to Yankee Stadium on Monday, April 23rd and celebrate the 20th anniversary of David Wells' perfect game. It's David Wells' Bobblehead Night, the first one of the Yankees' 2018 collectible bobblehead series presented by AT&T. And the first 18,000 guests in attendance will receive a David Wells' Bobblehead. For tickets, log on to Yankees.com or call Ticketmaster at 877-469-9849. Don't miss David Wells' Bobblehead Night on Monday, April 23rd.
1: Great things happen when people use the cloud to work together. At McAfee, we build advanced cybersecurity from device to cloud so organizations are empowered to invent life-saving cures, smarter investment models, and cleaner energy. Without protected technology, these innovations might never happen. We support fearless innovators who are making our world a better place. McAfee, the device-to-cloud cybersecurity company.
5: Next! You're holding up the line, ma'am. What did you say? You're next in line for the water slide, ma'am. Feet forward and enjoy the ride. Okay, dearie, this does look fun.
7: We You
0: melted me. I. The Wicked Witch of the West on a water slide? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO. See what you've done. Oh! GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Okay, a large half-full milk, one-quarter non-fat soy, extra hot, quadruple shot, no-foam latte, one packet raw sugar stirred four times. Yes! Or just wanna scratch-off game from the New York lottery. Sweet! Three pumps caramel with extra whip for Raquel. It's Rachel... Congratulations.
1: Win anywhere, win anytime. Make life grand with the shiny new grand money scratch-off game from the New York Lottery. Play today and you can win up to $1 million. Must be 18 or older to purchase a lottery ticket. Please play responsibly.
5: Once you experience the performance and luxury of a Maserati Levante, you'll understand why it's unlike any other SUV. Schedule a test drive at Ray Katina Maserati in Oakhurst. Big
6: Wolf! Sports
0: Radio, 101.9 FM, The Fan and Sports Radio 66,
2: WFAN. Let me try and squeeze in uh, one more call before the end of the hour. Let's go to Peter over in Jersey. Peter, good morning. You're on The Fan. Uh, good morning,
4: Rick. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, Peter. Um, thinking about the cold weather, I, I played lacrosse growing up, and I used to just love the spring. The birds are chirping, fresh-cut grass. But they kept pushing practices back, and we had to practice on a parking lot with piles of snow in the corner. <laughs> it was freezing cold, and lacrosse sticks are breaking because they're brittle. And I uh, just hated practicing in that. But they say when it's cold and you're running around, you add 20 degrees to the temperature. So you feel sort of warm. I just felt, I felt sad for the baseball players. And uh, you know another reason lacrosse might be pulling some athletes.
2: Well, Peter, there's no question. Uh, I mean, as you just pointed out, if, if, like with lacrosse, uh, you know, you are in fact running around a lot, which obviously helps to eat, uh, add some body temperature to you. Baseball players do not, for the most part, unless they're, they're batting and they sprint down to first base. Most of the time they're out in the field just standing around or they're standing in the dugout and it's cold. Uh, that's not fun and it's hard to, to, to perform. It's as simple as that. Uh, you know, and it's not just obviously baseball. Uh, softball is the same way and, and uh, you know, other sports in the spring, uh, even, even kids who play soccer in the spring, it's cold. And, and um, yeah, even with, again, with lacrosse, you know, there are times when you're not, you're not moving around and it just gets cold. And I, I hear what you're saying about playing on, on asphalt and the snow in the, in the parking lot. That's tough. That's really tough. Peter, thank you for the call. And, and I guess what we we're talking about here, in fact, let me try to get one more call in real quickly from Ron up in Connecticut. Ron, good morning. You're on the fan. You've got about 30 seconds, Ron.
3: Good. First thing is if you're going to try to play 30 games in the fall, what happens to the kids that, that graduate in the spring that kills, you, that, kills that? Secondly, your travel teams. That's why they're going to go because they start in June and July. Yep. So you don't have that problem. The turban is why don't these great doctors do research and find out what is the temperature – the minimum that you should have which are going to be a pitching. That'll uh, stop that. The fourth thing is lawsuits. If I were a parent and neighbor forced us to play, okay, in that cold weather, lawsuits. And I think that's going to happen. I'll get off and let the comments.
2: Thanks, Ron. Uh, you know, a lot of these things are possible. I mean, I, you know, again, if there was some analytical study about what's the, the temperature at which you can no longer play baseball uh, where it gets just too cold and it becomes dangerous to your body, I mean, that's something worth considering. All right. I just, as I said, I, I, I thank you all for listening to my rant this morning and for sharing some of your comments about uh, playing baseball when the temperature goes really down the tubes. It's just not fun to play. It's just not fun to watch. Something can be changed, and as we've heard, there are some possible ways to correct this issue. And I hope Major League Baseball and youth baseball and the NCAA and High School Baseball Federation pay some attention to this. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge.